Greetings and salutations and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that is eliminating the evils in the world by remaking movies. Pew pew. Yep. Uh, you stumbled into our third movie of a gangster-themed month of films, and perhaps you brought a bit of the luck of the Irish with you. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Figuring out what the motives are, we have Hassa. Hello. And posing one theory after another to figure out what the hell we're doing here. It's myself, Chris. You know, not all movies have to be critically acclaimed works of art. Sometimes you just want to switch off your brain and watch some cult classics. They're just fun to watch. Yeah. That is today's film. And after two highly rated films from well-known actors and directors, we decided to give the first-time screenwriter-director a shot and get a little grittier. Sure. Yeah. A little grittier. Let's call it that. Yeah. Casino was pretty gritty. Yeah, but it was also filmed by a highly ranked, yeah, renowned director. Um, so grab your Guinness, prepare yourself for a William Defoe level of craziness, as we get to recasting the Boondock Saints. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. We were going to try this in Irish, but it didn't work. <laughs> no, because we're very, very bad at it. <laughs> Though we're probably a little bit better than Norman Reedus. We could be. <laughs> and so I'm just we're... about as good as Sean Patrick Flannery. The only good Irish accent in this movie is Billy Connolly. <laughs> Who's Scottish? <laughs> oh, jeez. This is like the, the Belgian actor asking the Scottish actor to teach him. Highlander is the best. <laughs> what is this haggis you speak of? <laughs> Tell me about it because I know nothing of your country. You're speaking in a Scottish accent. <laughs> We're supposed to believe you're Egyptian? Get out. Ah, <laughs> uh, so Boondock Saints from 1999. Yeah. So this, by far, has the biggest split on Rotten Tomatoes that we have had to date. Yeah. So critics have gave this movie a 27. percent This is like bottom of the barrel bad for critics. There might be a reason for that too, but we'll talk about it in a moment. It's not a good movie. No, no, but we'll talk about it in a moment. What do you think the audience score is? Uh, 83. 91. Shit. <laughs> okay. Like, this is up there with Casino for audiences. So I I, I kind of talked about this. So it's considered a cult classic. It was only... It only had like a run in theaters in like five theaters when it came out. And it was because it came out like two or three weeks... Or it was going to come out two or three weeks after Columbine. It was? Yeah. It came. It came out in January twenty second of ninety nine. Well, so did it get pushed back? It must have. It because it, it, it. They did talk about it in in the um, trivia, how basically because of Columbine, like nobody really wanted to do this like hyper violent movie. No, that that does happen. Um, April twentieth. Oh yeah, nineteen ninety nine. So yeah, mm -hmm. it well it came out before, so maybe they pushed it up. It was coming out. Yeah. But, yeah. I knew it came out. I knew Columbine happened on April 20th. I just couldn't remember what year. Hmm. That was a great birthday for me. Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Now everybody knows what day your birthday is. <laughs> so. Yeah. Send us presents. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yes. This is not a great. No. Not a great movie. It's very down. It's, and... it's fun. Yeah. It's just not a well done movie. And the, the, as we talked about, the, the accents are just terrible. The, um, the, the dialogue is just, 
weird. The fact that they got Willem Dafoe in this at all is kind of crazy. Even in 99, he was yeah. more popular than this. Um, but it's funny because it has, it has its moments of being a really good movie. Like, there are certain scenes and shots that I was like, that was really well. Like, I really like the fact that they would have the cops show up, they start talking about it, and then it kind of, like, flashes back to what they did. And you're like, wow, these are expert shots. And it's like, no, they literally fell through the roof and just shot everybody. But they don't explain how these guys are so good. No. And that annoyed me. This movie had a lot of weird moments that just didn't explain anything. Yeah, but explain like, that's, your movie. That's part of the problem. Like I, I think we talked about this yesterday when we were we were chatting about mm-hmm. it. Where it's like, it gets to near the end and it just goes three months later and the three cops are just working with them, working with William Defoe or no, but they're working with the Saints, right? I guess yeah. Like they're right next to the Saints. They're the ones driving the truck. Like it's a little weird, right? Yeah. Like you can't just have that kind of time jump and then have it be like, okay, we're all okay with this. Huh. Right. We're all good. So, yeah, and because like even throughout the movie, the something they were saying, "Hey, these guys are right." They were still trying to catch them. They were trying to catch them. Right. The whole El El Dolce, El Duce, El Duce, the Duke. Yes, being like, the dad. Being the dad just randomly shows up, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Like, there's no, there's no nothing there to connect it until it's just like, "Oh, we connect this." Yeah. Well, they they do say that that prayer is a family prayer, so it comes from their family, so he would know it. But yeah. like the the, the, fact scene, the scene where he figures it out, they're they're doing the prayer, mm-hmm. and he just walks up behind them and is like puts his guns away, and he's like, "Oh yeah, no, 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 everything's oh, yeah. cool." He he doesn't go, "Where'd you learn that? <laughs> that's that's a family prayer. That's from my family. It's like I got it from my mom." But then, what like... was your mom's name? Martha. <gasps> Martha. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Martha. <laughs> Why would you say that name? <laughs> Got to throw it in the Irish part. <laughs> yeah. So. Um. Yeah. It just it comes out of nowhere for me for that one. Like the fact that he's this big ass killer that everyone is scared of, and then it's just like he walks in. He's like, "Oh wait, you are my sons. Yeah. Let's go do shit." Like, I don't know. And then yeah, the whole, we talked about this a bit too yesterday. We'll talk about it now. The weird, like, religious epiphany they have in jail. Yeah. Where it's, like, raining on them in jail, but then they wake up dry, and they're both like, oh, we're going to go do things. <laughs> we got to keep doing this. Yeah. Well, they're on a mission from God. Yeah. It's the Blues Brothers. It is the Blues Brothers. <laughs> Just with the guns. Yeah. Sort of guns instead of harmonicas. <laughs> so, I don't know. I still think this movie is fun. Like, the second movie is fun as well, but nowhere near as good. Like, they're technically working on a third one, but it's been in the books for forever. Um, the director, Troy Duffy, this is pretty much all he's done. His entire career has worked on these movies. Um, well, he was a screenwriter and director. Like, yeah. he did it all in this. Yeah. Um, like, he's done a few other things, but, like, not not really. Um, yeah, so... I don't know. I I've always thought I think the idea of this movie is way better than its execution. I think it has a good it has a good core. Mm-hmm. But yes, this is basically fun punisher. It's basically brother John Wick. Yeah, that too. Style, right? Yeah. Like 
two guys go on basically a rampage. Yeah, but that's against... why I call it. That's why I'm saying Punisher because they're yeah. punishing the bad people, right? Right. I guess John Wick does that too, but John Wick does it for revenge, not for. They killed his dog. No, I know. And stole his car. Yeah. And he killed somebody with a pencil. They, they killed John Wick's dog. Oh. <laughs> I will still say to this day <laughs> that is my favorite acted scene. Well, it's not just that, but it does such a good job of. It's building it up, building the, the, this guy up as this nightmare to these people. No, but it's even like okay, the Baba here, Yaga, here, right? here no, but here's your main villain. He's all puffed up. Like I heard you hit my son, and then you just got the one line of, "Well, he he <laughs> you killed John McDonald's dog and stole his car. car," and it's just like that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this deflated, and you just realize that oh shit. Yeah. This is what's going to happen. My, my favorite part of that is the conversation that happens right after it with John Wick, yeah. where he calls John Wick. John, <laughs> let's not uh, devolve to our basic human instinct. What did he say? Enough. Enough. <laughs> he didn't say anything. And then Peter Stormare in the second yeah. one, where he's just sitting there. Yeah. What's but, a pencil? <laughs> Who does that? Yeah. Okay, sorry. We but, talked about that movie too much. We'll... we'll, we'll We'll continue to talk about it because that's kind of where I want this version of that's... my movie to go. I think you're probably in the same boat because like yeah. the action in this movie is not but great. So and far. I was kind of surprised. I didn't remember this, but like you barely ever hear the shooting in this movie. No, because they're using the movie silencers, yeah, yeah. which no, do not like, like even, suppressors even, do not even do that. that. Like during some of the most of the scenes, it's just music playing yeah. and you get to see the action. Like you don't you don't actually hear what's going on. But I often wonder if that's because... You I'm have... guessing it's a, a limitation of sound effects and all that stuff. But I think that's more maybe the first-time director not knowing how to sync it up properly or like trying to or he do thinks... this really quickly on a cheap budget. Or he thinks it looks cool. Yeah. Right. It's true. So... There was a firefight. Oh yeah, Willem Dafoe just goes so Nicolas oh Cage God. in this movie. I loved it. <laughs> there are parts of him I do not like, but we'll talk about the, that. The, the whole trend, the whole um, cross-dressing sequence. I don't care. For, like, no, that, that I have no problem with. It's just the weird, like, <laughs> hatred of being gay. Hatred of being gay. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like he yeah. really puffs it up sometimes that's a weird way of saying it no uh, and then he really he accentuates the fact that he's gay sometimes yeah he really throws it out there yeah and the way he says things and does certain things but then the way that he like just hates on yeah all the people around him. like it's such a weird take on it yeah anyways it's a little it's a little disingenuous for the character um and that's something i would change but i want to get to your fun facts first fun facts i chichai fun facts you have yeah. to do the fun facts in the weird outer section that you have in the weird be a, outer section be a leprechaun okay <laughs> let's don't <please>. we know <laughs> we'll get no listeners and we don't get any ireland's gonna sue us <laughs> all of ireland okay sued if you. ireland sued us for bad irish accents i'd be okay with that <laughs> we'd put it on a plaque on the wall 100 percent We'd go. We we'd be famous. The podcast that got sued by Ireland, Ireland. for bad Irish accents <laughs> for talking about the Boondock Saints. Or it's people from Boston with Irish accents for some reason. Yeah, a lot of Bostonians have Irish. No, accents. No, they have Bostonian accents. <laughs> okay. Go. 
But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the good old Scottish guy. So Mr. Sir, by the way, he is a Sir, Billy Connolly. I was unaware of that. He's Sir Billy Connolly. Yeah. I believe he was knighted. Um, was so stoked to be playing against the type of roles of El Duce and having so much fun playing a psycho with guns strapped over all over him that they had the large cigar the character incessantly smoked because unless they stuck something in his mouth, he simply couldn't stop smiling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I enjoyed that one. All right, I forgot he wasn't brave. Oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Troy Duffy's screenplay was inspired by his disgust at seeing drug dealers taking money from a corpse across the hall from his apartment. Duffy, who was working as a bartender and bouncer, had never written a screenplay before. <laughs> That's um, not surprising. <laughs> the character of Rocco is named after the actual actor, Rocco. Yeah. Um, but Troy Duffy reco- uh, recollects going to a bar with Rocco during production. There was a girl working there who Rocco really liked. As a chance would have it, the girl was a huge Willem Dafoe fan, and Rocco ended up getting Dafoe into the bar. When she saw him, the girl was very excited and began asking him for an autograph. Dafoe, always oh, the smoothie, that's what it says, told the girl he'd give her an autograph if it was okay with Rocco. Wow. That's a good way. Uh, it was Troy Duffy's original intentions to have Led Zeppelins when the levee breaks, playing when Paul Smeckers arrives in an early scene. According to Duffy, they wanted roughly $17 million for the rights to 30 seconds. Holy shit. Duffy also mentioned he wanted the Beatles playing in the scene where the brothers are buying heavy weaponry. They, too, wanted $7 million. $17 million. When the Saints bust into the mobster's house, Troy Duffy intended to have 5 to 1 by the doors playing. What do you think? 17 million again 17 million but according to duffy five to one fit perfectly into the scenes the length of the song ran exactly the length of the scene they had to cut or they had cut sadly no one had 17 million lying around because <laughs> i think they only got six billion for those to make that's crazy i know license agreements are ridiculous yeah. they've gotten a lot better over the years but like yeah. that's crazy <sighs> lastly uh in the sin bin which by the way references dante Yes. Oh, abandon hope all ye who enter mm-hmm. um, says I've been waiting or Connor says I've been waiting for this one he's referring to one of the two additional victims the comment refers to a omitted scene in the emergency room where the man is a pimp that is beating a prostitute and Murphy told uh, Murphy holds Connor back from attacking the pimp there we go I got it out the other victim in the sin bin is a drug dealer from outside the sin bin which was from yet another omitted scene because I never really understood why they said that at first. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that either. Because they're like, oh, I've been waiting for this one. You're like, who are they shooting? <laughs> Two randos. Random. So don't go to the sin bin. You, apparently you just get shot by the saints. Yeah. That's what they say. They, we should come down here once a week. Yeah. Clear house. Yeah. Yes. And those are your fun facts. Nice. Fun facts. Fun facts. do 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 Potato. Oh, oh you know this was coming. Yeah. Okay. This so is why we your, should uh, not do movies. What are your changes? Um so we've talked about this a little bit. Like this this feels like it should be not in the John Wick world, but kind of a John Wickish world. Yeah, there 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 should be like a background and there should be like a reason and all that stuff. Yeah. There yeah. There needs to be more about who these brothers are, where they've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, because the fact that they can speak like five or six languages, yeah, 
like fluently was crazy. And I think one of the things that they should definitely avoid if they ever remade this is, you know, clearly give them background as to why they're trained, why they can shoot, why they can fight, why they can do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, why they're so intelligent. Um, but leave the IRA out of it. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Because, like, an easy way to do that would be like, oh, yeah, their there. dad was in the IRA and he trained them and blah, 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 blah. But no, no, leave it out. I want this to be, like, kind of that assassin's world where they are highly intelligent people because their dad, who is El Duce, was this highly intelligent person. Yeah. I don't want him to be necessarily the one that trains them. I just want it to be kind of like this natural instinct that they've inherited from him. And then introduce their mother, because apparently their mother was in a bunch of scenes that got cut from this. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. They actually had somebody cast, and but she was still in Ireland and all this. But, like, introduce a oh, little like bit. Oh, flashbacks? No, no. Hmm. Apparently she's around somewhere. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I was <laughs> reading it. Um, but I want this to be more of an established of what they're doing, like, you can have that whole beginning scene of them just like doing jobs and jobs and trying to figure out what they want to do. And then when they finally figure out, Hey, we should just take out all the bad guys and you can still kind of have that like epiphany moment, mm-hmm. but it should be more about where, where are our skills best used? And this is where they land on. And then it's like, Hey, this is a great idea. Yeah. And then, yeah, you go from there and they're basically fun punishers. Mm-hmm. Because I think you need to keep the comedy aspect of this. Mm -hmm. Like, I know this movie isn't, like, balls-to-the-wall funny or anything like that, but it's a good action comedy. It's along the same lines as, like, Lethal Weapon and stuff like that, and I think you need to keep that. Well, things like when they're having the whole discussion about the rope. Yeah. It's like, Charles Bronson always has rope, and he's like, what do you need the rope for? And he's like, what are you, Rambo? (laughs) Like, that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. you got to have the playfulness of them being brothers. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like... I kind of like the... um, accident prone professionals that they are right like they fall through the ceiling but mm-hmm. then they're really good at shooting so it didn't really matter right but like you know what i mean because yeah. they, they they were fighting and they're like oh shit i think you do it kind of this is how i'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. you do it that they are professional hitmen or whatever they, yeah. they've been they're good at what they do right they can shoot they can do all this they can do that but they want to be like the people they see in the movies that's what they say mm-hmm. they're like these people are basically not professionals they're trying to reenact television shootouts and shit yeah. right and you just have them are like they're trying to have i don't want to say fun because you shouldn't really glorify killing a bunch of people as fun yeah they do it all the time yeah i know but <laughs> but it should still be like they're they're trying something where it's not like hey we're just straight up hitmen that no one ever sees from the shadow it's like no we want to be out there we want to be these people that are known as like yeah. the saints yeah we want to we want don't want to be heroes but we want to be we want to be mm-hmm. people that we want to be the the people that the criminals fear yeah we want to be fun batman fun punisher like type fun of thing. fun john wick fun john wick yeah well john wick's fun he's just serious as well right but I think also that with the that kind of translates for me anyway to also the action scenes. I want them to be not quite John Wick well choreographed because I think that might be gun fu a little bit too much because you'd be like oh well they're just, mm-hmm. they're just aping this. But I think you could easily do it close enough to that. Um, you want to? I would want to put like some fighting in there as well. I don't want them to just be standing there shooting at each other. 
I think that was yeah. one of the most boring things at this. I think you can do it. Like, you can do it. And again, I don't want like kung fu. I'd love to see them just be like street brawlers. Like, just. Oh, yeah, 100%. When yeah. they're fighting the, the Russians at the beginning, just yeah. to be like, no, we. Yeah, which is, which is why I bring up John Wick, because John Wick's not kung fu, he's judo, right? Yeah. Like, he's not throwing a bunch of. He's not Neo to bring no. up another Keanu. Right. Keanu. <laughs> um, so. Well, they show it because it's that. I don't want to say it's the Russian wrestling. Not Russian. Is it Russian? I don't know what you're talking in, about. In John Wick 3. Yeah. When he goes to get his ticket punched. Oh, yeah. those. That's that's kind of like a mixture of like judo and all that other yeah. stuff. Yeah. But it's kind of like a wrestling type style. Yeah. yeah he has different, different styles, but like a lot of the throws and like yeah. pulls to the ground, that's all judo and stuff yeah. like that, so... Yeah, but this I want more of like one of the no yeah, judo, it's, whatever the thing is. Yes. I think it starts with a J. It's martial arts of some sort. But like, yeah, there and there was a couple scenes I watched too, and I would love. I always love when people make fun of it too in movies, where it's like they basically are shooting the entire magazine off and then just keep shooting. Yeah, because there's a yeah. shot when they're outside that house when they're shooting at um, their dad. Yeah, and you can totally see Norman Reedus's gun. Is empty, empty. Yeah. and yet the next shot is him still shooting it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, no. And I think, I think with that too, you need to have more interactions with El Duce mm -hmm. before he needs to be more in the shadows. Yeah, like really hunting you down, and then mm -hmm. you start to see more and more of him. And then yeah, you can get to that point where they start saying the prayer, and then he like walks in, and he'd be like. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like who are you guys? But he should that like that should be a guns on them, the standoff. Like I know we made fun of it, but it should still be like, is your ma Martha? Yeah. Or like, is your mother like? Yeah. Who did you learn that from? We learned it from our mom. What was your mom's name? Ah oh, shit. Patty. Patty. <laughs> Patty what? Patty O'Brien. <laughs> shit, there's a ton of those. Um, McManus. <laughs> Patty That's McManus. <laughs> Boys, <laughs> then it should be Connor, <laughs> Murphy. Those are names. I know. <laughs> but then they barely be... call them by their names. So but then they of... should also call him his actual name, and then he'd be like, "Oh shit, I yeah. know you." But they don't call him his actual name. His no. name is just El Duce in the, El in Duce. the uh, IMDb. It's so. Sir Billy Connolly. <laughs> He's still alive. He could do it again. I love Billy Connolly. <laughs> did you ever see the movie he did? Um, the man who sued God. No, I have almost seen no of his, none of his movies. Oh, um, I've heard quite a bit of his stand-up and stuff like that, and I think he's unbelievably hilarious. Oh, he's um, he's great. I love his stand-up. But yeah, yeah, the man who sued God, basically about a story where he gets his caravan's like his boathouse or something gets struck by lightning and it gets burned down. It's all about the insurance companies, but. Because the insurance, the act of God, yeah, clause. yeah. The insurance company says, "Well, it's an act of God. We can't, we won't reimburse you." So he sues God, and it's a huge thing because they're like, "Can you sue God?" And it's like, yeah. "Well, I'll, you know, you can sue the church." And it's just basically a good commentary on like that whole act of God clause. Well, being he, a he bullshit. loves that stuff. Like yeah. a lot of his stand up is against like all that stuff as well yeah. too. So I like Billy. Conway. I always, I always equated him and Carlin. Very similar, as like as like very politically driven, mm -hmm. po like Carlin smart was art anti, right? Not anti society. Carlin was anti. What was he? 
What's the term they would use for him? I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Establishment? Yes. He's anti-establishment. I love his shit. Yeah, me too. Some of it is just, it goes a little too far at some points, but you understand why it does, and it still makes sense. Mm -hmm. Love Carlin. Miss Carlin. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. Do you have any other changes? Um, When are you setting this? I'd like to set it now. I think that'd be more fun. I think it would be too because usually I'm typically like, oh, let's set because it in the past. then it then it also shows more intelligence from the boys how they're avoiding the police. Well, like the ammonia thing, yeah. Was, and I like that fact that he's just like, is it not a weird fact that Will- Willem Dafoe's character like will have his gloves on but then still touch his hair with well, blood? Well, they, 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 they like, say that they're like, ah, oh, oh. Yeah. or he'll like smell smell this. Yeah, <laughs> you're like ammonia. Ah, it's I useless <laughs> i love how much he freaks out in yeah. this though mm-hmm. and also i hate cold scenes um for for the three detectives mm-hmm. the whole time they should kind of be on the boy's side right well, they should be like yeah we have to take you down but we agree with what you're doing type of thing here's right? the thing i got when I was watching it again, and I was like, I kind of got this impression, but it didn't really do anything, and it didn't go anywhere. But I kind of got the impression that Greenlee knew the Saints. No. No, you didn't get that. No. Not that he knew they were like killers and everything, but he knew the of the brothers. brothers. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because it just seemed like he. I think a lot of people knew of them because they were, you know. They were around. They were around, but, like, one of the things, too, is I think... Uh, They punched the woman. So, yeah, that was pretty weird. That that opening scene where they just walk up to the... into the church thing and no one... Makes no sense. I think instead of doing stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you have them cooking at the church party. You have them being, like, a huge part of the church community, right? Where they're there, they're helping. You can even have them staying in the church, if you wanted to, instead no, of somewhere I would else. keep them. Um, but I think that would be a little bit of a conflict of interest. Uh, but yeah, I think, and then that's where you get people like, you could have Greenlee, who's kind mm. of the main cop, even though he's the stupid one. Yeah. Right? But he's the one that has the most interactions with any of them. Um, as the one who's there at the church barbecue and stuff like that, and who knows these two boys. And he can even say that, and he goes... It can't be these two kids. There's no way that these two boys could do that, right? This is this is where it gets a little weird and goes back to the John Wick thing. It almost felt like when they were at that beginning when I was watching this again, I was like, it almost felt like at the beginning where it's like the church, like they kind of worked for the church. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the and the, the one of the priests kind of knew. They kind of play with that in the second movie a little bit. Yeah. Um, and like that, I think that's because that's kind of the thing you'd have to go with is like what, what Mm -hmm. their dad did Mm -hmm. was for this organization that worked for the church, for the church. And the reason he got put away is because he got, well, he also just went off. Yeah. Because apparently, and I didn't know this until I was watching something. There's a scene in John Wick 2 that got deleted where he goes and meets the Pope. And gets, um, not confirmation, but gets like absolved of any wrongdoings because yeah. he literally goes to the Pope and says, "Oh, I'm here to kill this person's sister." Yeah, and they're like, "Okay." Well, that that guy in the um, 
the <laughs> continental in, in Rome is like, are, not, you, are you here with the Pope? Are you here for the nope. Pope? Oh, okay. Okay. Enjoy your stay at the continental. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. Yeah. And like, I think that would be fun in a way to explore in like. I think you have to do the that. The whole series or if it was like a television show. Yeah. You could explore like this weird underground of religious retribution mm-hmm. um, for these sinners. But if you're going to do that, how do you avoid the retribution on their own sinners? Yeah. Without people being like, hey, this is kind of stupid. It's, I know right. I know. we talked about maybe doing Helsing, the, the show, yeah. further down, but that's one of the things that they have a whole yeah, it's, vampire it's, hunting. It's the Iscariot yeah. unit, yeah, which is basically the unit that doesn't really exist that just hunts vampires. But like the, the Vatican has a lot of those things. Like they have their own private army. Yeah. They, have, they have units of priests that are trained in exorcisms that actually go out and actually do go out and do them whether or not they're real or not like that's up to those people but like they have a lot of that stuff so having a secret organization of ne'er-do-wells who take out the bad people wouldn't be too far like if that came out in the news tomorrow you'd be like i believe that <laughs> it's, i mean it's been a long time since i played assassin's creed but it's kind of like the assassin's creed like yeah except the the papal were the bad guys in that yeah i know but you have a i'm just saying you would have a whole society that's based on this like and like you have the like if that was the case you'd have the backing of the largest corporation on the planet yeah because the catholic church yeah (laughs) right so i got more money than but yeah i think the biggest change for me is we're getting a lot of shit on this set, set it now set like make the make the comps way more into it and then that mm-hmm. that three month time jump shouldn't be a three month time jump no. it should be a montage of them taking out the rest of the Yakaveta family right with the cops help um so i that... think it should be taking out a lot of like the russian like because they took out part of the russian mob yeah right well, they got all those heads and then it's like oh it's gonna start a mob war mm-hmm. it should be more russians showing up and more italians showing up but every time they show up to this particular city yeah Boom, they're dead. Mm-hmm. Until eventually you could have a scene where it's not even Yakovetta and yeah, you can it's even, the and second person in command talking to the Russians going, we're out. Yeah, we're We leaving. can't do this. Yeah. And then the Pope showing up going, I own the society. And then you hold, you have the scene with the Irish mob and this is like, instead of just shooting them directly, they're like, we're doing this because you're family, but you got to leave. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> it's El Duce. <laughs> But yeah, they need Bobby, yeah, we we need to show them working with yes El Duce. They need to show them working with the cops before that final scene. Like you could even have that halfway through the film, so that there's a little bit more. Right? How long was this film? It wasn't that long? It's an hour forty yeah. something. Like it's so. like yeah, it's, it was not very long. So, but yeah, I agree, and I think it should also be more established that like when Yakovetta gets him out of prison. It's kind of like that whole setup where it's like, oh, I need to get close to him anyways. This is how you do it. You play the long game. Yeah. And that's part of his design. And that's why he kind of comes in. And then he's just like, oh, shit. Why are my sons here? Yeah. My sons. They're they're Irish, not Italian. They're they're Italians now. (laughs) I changed this whole movie. No longer the boondock saints. The Italians are the good guys. The Irish are the bad guys. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I think that would be the best bet for me anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah it's more more for more focused on like 
I think the action comedy of this of it. The three detectives really need to be more of a not a foil, I would say, to to them, but like they got to be more of involved in it than just kind of being standing around and be like, "Well, this is my theory, and this mm-hmm. is it." Like, yeah, I agree. I think they should at least be like one, one or two of them are like, "No, nah, I kind of agree with what these guys are doing." Like, they, they yeah. you literally just said they took out all the Russian mo- mob, mm-hmm. like, like especially for that scene, like they should come in there and mean like, like after Smecker, you know, yeah. does his Irish dance, does, does, does his thing, just be like. Yeah, this sucks, and we're, we'll take him down. But like, look what they've done for this city. But I feel like Smucker should be like, he should be like years of investigation and files on these guys. They took him out in one day. They're they're gone, and he should be like kind of annoyed. And one of the guys in the background should just be like, "That's pretty good." Yeah. And everyone just kind of turns. And he's like, "What? I'm not allowed to have an opinion." Yeah. <laughs> Greenly. Go get me a bagel. Good old Bob Marley. <laughs> anyway, okay. let's get to the actors. Yeah. So, we have a lot of people in this movie. I didn't think about that when we chose this yeah, movie. We thought I'm three like, or oh, four. it's the brothers, it'll be the dad, maybe the bad guy. I completely forgot about the cops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? But they're in so much of it. Right? Yeah. And Rocco, for that matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we do have a lot, so we should get to them. Uh, let's start with the three Louis doing. Huey, Dewey, Dewey, whatever their fuck their names are. The Three Stooges? Yeah. Uh, Duffy, Greeny, Dolly? Yes, Duffy, Greeny, Dolly. <laughs> Let's start with Dolly, because I have him at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Played by David Ferry. Um, that old David Ferry. I'm going to guess you're not going to know who any of these people are. What do you mean? <laughs> I know who a lot of them are. Okay, so what is David Ferry known for? The Boondock Saints? Yeah. The Boondock Saints too. Yeah. Man of the Year? Are you looking at it right Dark now? Dark Man too. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yes, Chris. How did you guess? <laughs> all right, the, I'm a big fan of Mr. David Ferry. Yeah. From hey, he's speaking of Assassin's Creed. Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. That's where he's from. Yeah. He was in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Was I he? believe it was Benjamin Franklin. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Who do you have for Detective Dolly? Detective Dolly, I went with Mr. David Castaneda. Okay. Castaneda? Oh, I'm really sorry. That's uh, Diego from the Umbrella Academy. Okay. Because, let's admit it, there's a lot of white guys in this movie. Yes. Yes, there are. Yep. So, I, I wanted to throw I change a it that little much bit. Just because, like, from what I know about Boston, it is still very much like that. I know, um, but I figured as cops, like, I wanted to throw a little bit more yeah. in there. Um, I did change my smicker. So. Yeah, it didn't really, but, um, but yeah, I, and I really liked the way he played Diego as this like vigilante really want to be. So I kind of wanted him to be this like tough guy cop. Well, I wanted to be like the more smarter of the cops. <laughs> Actually, not the smartest. Duffy's gonna be my smarter one, but I wanted to be like the more of like the streetwise smart. Yeah. So yeah, David Castaneda. Okay. I want to say Castaneda, but I don't know if that's right. Something like that. Yeah. I have a lot of people who I don't really know <laughs> great, so. Who'd you have? Um, I picked Rob Delaney. Delaney? Yeah, you would probably know him best as Peter from Deadpool 2. Oh, Peter. <laughs> but he's Honey a, Bear? Huh? Honey Bear? Yeah. He's a comedic actor. 
Um, but I picked comedic actors yeah. for these people. Um, and it, yeah, like mostly for that and for the fact that he's also from Boston. Right. Cause I want these guys to be like Boston. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, have you seen that ad with Chris Evans and John Krasinski where they're parking a car? No. Okay, so it's for it's for a car that parks itself, mm-hmm. <laughs> and these and they they're from both from Boston, so they're both talking about parking the car. Uh. And it, yeah, it parks itself. <laughs> so you gotta park where the khakis. <laughs> Did so, you say yeah. car keys or khakis? Yeah, but Rob Delaney is a funny man, and yeah. you know stuff like that. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's just a guy from Massachusetts who is funny. Yeah. No, I'll give you that. He is pretty, so, pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Does he gotta have the mustache still? One hundred percent. He's a cop. Yeah. He has the mustache. <laughs> uh, next, Greenlee, um, played by Bob Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> but not that Bob Marley. He is a comedic actor. Yeah, he's he's got to be. He's got to be a stand-up comedian. Because I've seen him on something. There is a picture of him doing stand-up. On Comedy Central presents. Yeah. yeah, I think I've seen him on like. So. Um, yeah, he's a, a stand-up comedian. All right. Does he not remind you of a person you used to work with, who I currently work with? Tall guy, he works in receiving. Jamie. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say his name. <laughs> well, they're not gonna know who Jamie is. Yeah. No. No. Oh, it totally reminds me of him. <laughs> Weird. That's yeah. Whatever. Um. This is my go. Yeah, it is your go. So this guy was like the the doofus, but not a doofus. He this just was, had... This was he was the, guy the one... That... He talked all the time. He mm-hmm. had a lot of things. So I picked a guy who talks all the time and has a lot of weird ideas. And I picked John Mulaney. <laughs> not from Massachusetts, but he's from Illinois, so he's close enough. Everyone's <laughs> got to get real cool about some shit real quick. <laughs> God. But like, I love his stand-up. It, I did pick funny guys for this, except for the next guy who was more of a little bit of a serious person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this to me was like, this is the guy who has to be ba- I picked him because of spider ham. I'm serious. Right. Like I just wash my hands. That's why they're wet. <laughs> <laughs> I was bitten by a radioactive pig. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that spider ham. So it's just because of the, the word vomit that he mm-hmm. can do so well. Um, and yeah. It's a million miles an hour. Yeah. Cause like even ha- I, I'll, I would even have him in the background of some scenes, either talking to himself or talking to somebody else while the other people in the foreground talk and just don't listen to him, <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. So yeah, that's who mm-hmm. I picked. Who did you have? I went, I, I... I didn't really go with comedy actors here, but I, I guess kind of. I want Joey Beatty. Who's that? Yes, Gear. The Witcher. Oh, okay. Sorry. Took me a second. Because of the way he His plays Yes, Joey Baby? Beatty. Oh. B A T E Y. I thought you said Joey Baby. I'm like, that's Joey weird. Baby. <laughs> that's weird. That's what, uh, that's what Geralt calls him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I went with him for like the way he plays. Kind of the askier, and he plays these kind of like, you know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. These, because he has that weird like innocence, but he knows shit look to him. 
Yeah. And he gets himself in situations that he just kind of like has to figure out how to get out of. And he kind of has that like cocky attitude when he probably shouldn't at times. And that's what I feel like this character should be. So yeah. I like it. Joey baby. Okay. Joey baby. Joey baby. Joey baby. Toss a coin. <laughs> okay. Next is our detector Duffy. Detector? Detective? Detector Duffy. They should be called detectors. They should. They detect things. Yeah. Is that why they're detectives? <laughs> <gasps> inspiration um, played by brian mahoney another small time actor um oh, he's known for this movie the second version of this movie the boy next door where he was a croupier mm -hmm. um and then he was in the sound department of the mummy with tom cruise oh he was on the worst mummy <laughs> and that's including the third mummy it's not one of those movies. Okay, I'm going to address this because we are a recasted type of podcast. With Brendan Fraser getting all the praise he is nowadays, 100% mm -hmm. deserved, not the point. Um, people are talking about that movie a lot more because it's a remake of the first one. It's not. It has no. nothing to do with those movies. It has nothing to do with the original movies. It's just a movie about a mummy. <laughs> this happens to be called The Mummy. No, it's because it's they, they just... Yeah, it's not a remake of the original <laughs> Mummy uh, with Brandon Fraser and them. It's literally... It's based on the Universal Horror Movies, yes. The Mummy. Like, the old 1950s like the Abbott one. Costello Mummy. Yeah, and... like, it's not... has nothing to do yeah. with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and, like, the old Draculas and the old Frankensteins. And, and if it did... And if they like, should have done that better, but... If, if it was Tom Cruise playing Rick O'Connell, mm -hmm. that would have probably been way better. Because they would have made it a very different movie. It would have been in the 1940s or 50s. It would have taken place at a different time. It would have been a better movie. And it would have been weird that he was redoing it, but still. Right? Yeah, I just... They shouldn't have called it The Mummy. They should have... They should have come up with something else. Yeah. But as a people, as a podcast that does remakes, that is not one of them. No. Stop calling it that. It's not a remake. <laughs> it's a redo. Technically it have, a remake. It did have good action scenes in it. I never watched it. Yeah. I think the the woman who played the mummy, who was the woman who was in the Kingsman with the, the legs, the, the blade laid, blade legs, did a great job. But it's just a bad movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, who is your Duffy? Um, I'm looking her up. There she is. Um, so. As I said, there's a lot of white guys in this movie, yeah. so I decided to add in some additional genders. Uh, so I went with Madeline, Madeline Maiden. Okay. Um, did you ever get around to watching Wheel of Time? No. Dang not it. all of it. Okay. I didn't like it. I'm trying to figure out if you've seen anything else, but I highly doubt you did. Was she near the end, or was she at the beginning? Of what? Wheel of Time? Yeah. She was Egwin. I don't know who that is. Or Egwene. I don't Sorry. know who that is. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Oh, okay. She was one of the main characters. She was one of the main characters. <laughs> I don't remember their names. <laughs> she was Egwene. Egwene. Okay. She was the magic wielder. R random tangent on this. Wheel of Time has a bunch of weird-ass lady names. <laughs> and all the guys are named, like, Rand. <laughs> and, like, easy names. And all the girls have, like, Navier and Egwene and shit like that. And it's stupid. Okay. It's just hard. You can never figure out how to say their names. But I wanted, I wanted to add the female perspective into this as well. Okay. Because this was just, yes, it was a straight up white guy movie. Yeah. 
No. And there's only like two women in it, and one of them was a hooker who got fondled yeah, grossly. Was... And the other was Yekaveta's mom <laughs> at the trial at yeah, the end. True. That's like all there was in this. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, Madeline made it. And I liked her in Wheel of Time. I really hope they. I didn't mind the acting. It, it was just, just such a by the numbers fantasy story. But it was Robert Jordan. I His books are really well done. They're okay. just really ten or dense to get through. You either love them or you hate them. It's one of those things. Well, I don't hate it. I just didn't like it. No, I mean the books. Oh, okay. It's like Tolkien. I can't get through Tolkien. Yeah. I've tried. It's it's, it's just, dense. It's hard. It's. I don't I, need to know. High fantasy is not for everybody. No. And some high fantasy is definitely not for anybody. It just yeah. takes too long to get into certain things, and I don't need to know where this tree came from, this place. And you 100% need to know where that tree came from. Yep. This leaf <laughs> fell off this tree in the year 3000, <laughs> and the elf was there to cry about it. In the it, first and age of th <laughs> in the year 3000, this leaf fell from this tree, <laughs> and an elf cried, little, which then caused the rivers. <laughs> and little did you know that one day it would cause nothing to happen. <laughs> At least it's better than, like... Did you ever read Tom Clancy's books? No. Tom Clancy was, like... I read a couple of his books back in the day, and, like, I, I always remember it for, like... Somewhere in the middle of the book, there is a chapter that introduces a person just to kill them. Mm. <laughs> just to have the main antagonist kill them at some point. And it'll go through, like, a big, like, either full day in their life, or, like, it'll give a brief history of their entire life in this yeah. one chapter, just for at the end to be like, and then he died. <laughs> it's like, what was the point of that? <laughs> um, one of my favorite... The filler chapter. Yeah, one of my favorite authors, Terry Goodkind, had one like that, where it was, like, the whole chapter is about this family... And then it ends with the family dead. Yeah. And you're like, and it's just to explain this phenomenon that's happening. But you're still like, why do I have to read a whole chapter? Or he would introduce a character at the beginning, get through it. And then at the very end, it'd just be like, oh, yeah, in the middle of the battlefield, someone hit him in the back of the head. He's dead. And you're like, thanks. Yeah. Sometimes writers just don't know how to get out of things. Stephen King is famous yeah. for that. His endings are like. And they all sat around a table and explained everything to each other. <laughs> yeah. Although Terry Pratchett's pretty good. Yeah. Dude's got a... Had a very amazing imagination. Sounds good. Okay. Anyways, did we get to your Duffy? No, we did not. Who's your Duffy? So is this, as I said, this is going to be a little bit more of the serious person. Uh, so I picked Ben Foster. Okay. Um, he doesn't normally play a funny person. But I could definitely see this guy was more like the straight man. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to play that. Plus, I want him to be the serious one. Mm -hmm. He's a little bit older than the other two. He's a little bit more weathered. Because this guy was like gray hair and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that it. works. Yeah. Okay. Yakaveta. Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Papa Joe Giuseppe. Uh, played by... You want some of Giuseppe pizza. <laughs> I do uh, like the fact that he, he would go Carla, off. No, oh. Carlo Rota. There he is. Yeah, Carlo Carla, Carla Rota? Yeah. <laughs> he is... Clorota. I've definitely seen this man before in lots of different things as um, like a background actor or not background, but like character actor and stuff like that. He is known for this movie, Saw 5, Brick Mansions, as George the Greek. Ooh. Um, and Othello, the tragedy of something, something, something. 
Um, Brick Mansion, is that the remake of B13? Yes, it is. Mm. Uh, B13 was this French parkour movie. Parkour! Um, made by the guy who actually started parkour. Nice. It's really quite good, actually, for an action film. It has a terrible story and terrible acting, but mm. great action because of that. Um, but yeah, this guy has been in, in over 145 different things. Yeah. So, yeah. He was in Titans. As the Oracle. As the voice of the Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Flash. Yeah. Anyway. You're up. Oh, shit. It is me. So, I, um... I picked Joe Pesci. Oh, why? <laughs> Did you? No. Yeah. I picked I, I, I went very different, and I'm, I picked it, I picked an older Italian man who is mm. really good at being that over-the-top villain. Like, I literally went, I was watching this movie, and I'm like, this is, ba you know, you add a little bit more rage to this, and it's Nikki. Right? It's every Joe Pesci. But, so that's Slime why. together, except for my cousin Vinny. Yeah, but that's why I picked him, because, like, this is that. Yeah. Like, you know, I know it's a little on the nose, especially for us from last week, because that's what we did. But, yeah, I just, I think this would be, it'd be fun. It'd be nice to see him. Like, I, I don't, I didn't pick, like, A-list, A-list actors for this but you know it'd be nice to see you like and joe pesci and they're like oh mm -hmm. shit joe pesci's like hey, joe pesci's the, in this yeah because when he was in the irishman everyone was like holy shit joe pesci's back yeah right so yeah i love joe pesci anyway. we talked a lot about him yeah. yeah what do you have <laughs> I, I definitely he's not italian but you know what fuck it let him be italian um i'm with paul riser Okay. You know what? I think he could be the head of a mafia. <laughs> He's having definitely having a bit of a resurgence yeah. right now. And he, he was in the boys. Uh, yeah, in the boys and um, something else. What else? When did he just recently? Oh God! I know this is killing me. Oh, uh, Stranger Things. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of shown up. He, he's at that older age. And I feel like as like the comedian, you could totally have that just like, I'm having a bad day. Tell me a joke. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I And I think if you just, you, I don't want to say stereotype him and make him a little bit more, but you really just put him up there. I think he would do this really well. Sorry, I'm looking something up. Um, I think it was Ball Drive, Rising. wasn't it? Uh, drive? Yeah, Drive. So... Do you ever see Drive with Ryan Gosling? Where he wears the scorpion jacket? Yes. Yes. So do you remember the villain in that movie? No. The villain in that movie is Albert Brooks. Okay. And he's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> right? But, like, you would never expect Albert Brooks mm -hmm. to be scary. He is one of the funniest people on the planet. Um, so yeah. he has one of my favorite lines in the Simpsons movie. <laughs> Sir, you've gone mad with power. Of course I have. You ever try going mad without it? It's boring. No one listens to you. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see yeah. that from this, from your uh, Paul, Paul Reiser. Reiser. Yeah. Well, just, do you remember him in Aliens? Yes, he, like, was, he was a creep. He was a creep, and yeah. he was this, and like... He was a traitor and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like he was, he was there to collect the alien. Yeah, he's there for the company, and they all, like... But, like, he could play these... These parts that are just like you—you you could make him somewhat more terrifying. Yeah, 
And it's kind of like the Joe Pesci thing. You just make him unpredictable. Yeah. Because that's what that whole, like, tell me a joke scene was actually, I mean, the joke itself is terrible. And the crap they say in it is ridiculous. We're not going to repeat. No. Um, But that whole scene is really tense. Because he's just like, hey, tell me a joke. You're the funny guy. And then it ends even tenser. He's like, tell me another one. Tell me another one. Like, just deadpan. And that's when it cuts off. You're like, oh, shit. Rocco might not be getting out of this. <laughs> so yeah, Paul Reiser. Okay, next on our list, we yeah. talked about him a little bit, but uh, Mr. Billy Connolly. Mr. Billy Connolly. El Duce. El Duce. What is Mr. Billy Connolly known for? Blink, blink, blink. Why am I? <laughs> he is known for this movie. Yeah. He's not known for the movie I said earlier, right? He is not known for that. No. Why can I not think? I can see him in movies, but I can't think of what the movie is. He's known for an animated movie about a Scottish lass who fights a bear. Brave? Yep. He was the dad. I never saw Brave. Really? No. He's the dad. He's actually pretty funny. Uh, He's also known for Mrs. Brown, which he looks like he was the love interest to um, Dame Judi Dench. And he was Father Joseph Chrisman. In uh, the X-Files movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I do not remember him in The Hobbit. I don't either. He's Dane. Yeah. So, like, he's the guy who runs the Hmm. lake town. So. I don't remember any of that. I don't either. So, maybe I have to watch The Hobbit again. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Is it in The Last Samurai? Yes, I do Oh, in Timeline. Yes. The Man Who Sued God. 20, 2001. Um, no, Prince Charming. I'm trying to think of what movies. He was on Third Rock at one point. Yeah, he's got, I mean, he's a, he's got. A 72 credits to his name. He's got done yeah. a lot of stuff. He was in the Muppets Treasure Island as Billy Bones. Okay. He was in Pocahontas. He was? As Ben. Oh. Okay. Am uh, I go or your go? Um, I went with Paul Reiser, so I go. Um, I want a little bit more. I don't know, menacingness to him. Maybe not menacing. I want a little bit more blah to him. Okay. I don't know how to say it. Um, I went with Liam Cunningham from Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Onion Knight. The Onion Knight. Okay. He was so good. He, he was, was. He was really good in that. I loved the scene at the very end where he's like, when they're all voting, he's like, I don't even know why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I was a traitor. Or not a traitor. I but was a smuggler. Smuggler. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're a pirate. No, no. I was a smuggler. There's a difference. <laughs> but he was great in that. And I think he can do... Like, you just have this menacingness to him, but you also can see him and you don't think as much as menacingness. Menacingness? Yeah, that's... I don't know why I got stuck on that word. But you do that with Billy Connolly. Like, you looked at him and you're like... He doesn't really look like he's, like, somebody you would be afraid of at first. And then he just stuck a giant cigar in his mouth. But, like, yeah, just Liam Cunningham. Six guns. Six guns. (laughs) It's what if it's one guy with six guns? Get out of here, Greenlee. (laughs) It was one guy with it was one guy with six, six guns. guns? Ooh. <laughs> uh, anyways, who'd you have? So I kind of went because he's been in prison for a long time. If you went Sean Connery, I'm gonna throw something at you. Well, one, he's dead. Mm-hmm. 
But I went with the next best thing. I went with Pierce Brosnan. Uh-huh. An actual Irishman. <laughs> I, I just... I know you you did not watch it and you don't like Will Ferrell as much, but... No, uh, I didn't Euro- watch Eurovision. Eurovision. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's just great in it. Yeah. But he... I know he can do action. Yeah. Even though he's not... He's an older man, but he can still do something. Um, he has a really good Irish accent. He... Give him. He has pretty good white hair. Like, mm-hmm. you can know, grow a good beard. Yeah, I think you could, you could. I would totally see him doing this role and and really being really good at it. And yeah, I, I've always liked him. He's one of my favorite Bonds, even though he has some of the worst movies. Um, Golden Eye is so good. He's in a, one of my favorite heist movies of all time, the remake of the Thomas Crown Affair. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that film. I just think he has this good, cool way about him. And when you want oh. him to do something where he's not like this suave character he's actually kind of scary right remember dante's uh, peak yeah. yeah he was good in that but like even in that he was like yeah. charming and stuff right but like there are a few movies where he's like the villain and he's not charming mama mia totally yeah 100 percent. totally the villain. just terrifying <laughs> fun gave me nightmares for a week i've never seen it it's so bad <laughs> anyway yeah Mr. Pierce Brosnan. Mr. Pierce Brosnan. David like Bond him. himself. Down, 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 down. Okay. Rocco. Modern by, Life. By David Della Rocco. Rocco's Modern Life? Yes. He's working at a sex line. <laughs> Did you ever watch... The, was it the Netflix? They, when they brought no, out... No, I the, never watched the, the, the... Modern Life, the movie. No. Where they were like... It was in that weird time where they like seemed to re... Not reboot, but like give a bunch of old shows like small movies like mini movies because they did like Rocco's Modern Life um they did Invader Zim like they were doing all these like Nickelodeon style old cartoons and bringing them back like it was good I liked I liked those so instead of naming the four movies David De La Roca is known for (laughs) or David De La Roca, Roca whatever the fuck his name is Rocco. I'm just going to name you the five things he's in. Okay. <laughs> so he is in The Boondock Saints, Jake's Corner, The Boondock Saints 2, The Black Dove, and Dead in Five Heartbeats. How is he in Boondock Saints 2? He shows up in a flashback. Okay. Or like a dream sequence type of thing. Has this big long speech about being a man. Because um, that's the character he was? It's a little bit weird and very, very dated nowadays. <laughs> Because, like, parts of it are like, men don't cry. We don't share our feelings because it's nobody's business. It's like, yeah, that doesn't work out in any more 2022. Mm-mm. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess it's my Rocco. I picked Toby Kebble. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, most notably for me, anyway, he was um, kind of the main through line in the movie Rock and Rolla. The... Um, Guy Ritchie movie with mm. Gerard Butler and mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hardy. But he's also, he was also one of the Planet of the Apes as one of the villains. Mm. Uh, he was playing an ape. Uh, but he's also been in a Black, he was in a Black Mirror episode where he was really good and stuff like that. So yeah. he, um, he just kind of has that look of this kind of like greasy mobster guy, right? But like more British gangster than like Italian gangster, but yeah, he could act. He's a Whatever. good actor. He's actually a really, really good actor. Um, but yeah, doesn't really get a lot of work, but 
Who does these days? I like them. Yeah. Who do you have? I... So I went with Rocco as being the older guy that's kind of like stuck as this package boy. Yeah. Um, I want Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch isn't old. He's oldish. <laughs> He's older than Mike Connors. He's 81. What? Taylor Kitsch? Born April 8th, 1981. So he's not 81. No. <laughs> he was born in 81. What, did you think he was 81? Well, you said he's 81. You didn't say he was born in 81. <laughs> but, you know, you give him that long hair, the scruffy beard. Um, he kind of grimes down. Okay, okay. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about, he's right? He's like 40. Let's not... I'm not saying... You know, we're not talking about his age. He's just... I needed somebody older than the, I get the that. McManus. I, get that. Okay. I wanted somebody that has been like... Basically stuck as the package boy. Mm -hmm. His entire career. Which is why he kind of goes off a bit of the deep end there. Yeah. I like Taylor Kitsch. I think he's a good actor. I, I think so too. And I think this is a made, good... Made some good... Made some good decisions in some bad movies. Yeah. Because like if someone comes up to you and is like, Hey, I want you to play Gambit in an X-Men movie. You're not going to say no to that. Right? I'd be like, do I get to play with a Cajun accent? No. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah. It's just the worst. It is. But again, as I said, it wasn't it's his one of the fault. things. Okay, think of it like Halle Berry. Mm -hmm. You get to play Catwoman. Are you going to say no to that? I'm going to ask, is Batman in it? They're going to mm -hmm. say no. I'm going to be like, no, I don't want to be in this. But like, it's those I types know. of things. Like Ben Affleck, you get to play Daredevil. Yeah. Right? He didn't know it was going to be a terrible movie. Right? He signed on for a project that he thought was going to be good. Right? So. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's. And I don't. I mean, sometimes you will fault them, but I don't fault. I don't fault Taylor Kitsch for Remy. No. I really. It. It, it was just a bad X Men movie. Like, yeah. they did not invest what they needed to. How do you make his claws wor look worse? Like, ten years after you first did them, or yeah. whatever, five Especially years. Especially for that scene where they should have just been real. They should have been. Yeah. They have those prosthetics. They, they've they done it before. Why did so. they look, like, ridiculous? And yeah. yeah. I remember I remember the big thing about that movie was that it was leaked early. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's leaked early. And they're like, yeah, but... The special the effects aren't done. They'll be look better. Yeah. And then you go, oh. and like, that oh. was it. And you're yeah. like... Yeah. I always get them... This is going to sound, sorry, weird tangent. I always get the impression that maybe they did that on purpose. Because they went, oh, this movie's going to be bad. Because it Let's looks bad. Let's make it really bad. Let's just leak it out there. See what everyone says. Then maybe we'll get some, maybe we'll get a, be able to have some time to change it. Yeah, and then it just. It just backfired. It backfired, and then they're like, eh. Well, that's that's a possibility. Because you always, you always wonder about certain things like that. Well, like, e even that, like, Ryan Reynolds has all but admitted that he was the one who leaked that test footage of Deadpool. Yeah. Right. Because they want... Because like, he wanted to make it. He wanted to make it so yeah. badly, and then... He's like, the fans will he'll make this happen, and they did. And they did, because <laughs> we were all like, oh, shit, this would be a yeah. good movie. Yeah. And it was. Because yeah. he brought the brown pants. <laughs> He's got the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where's Francis? Wait, did everybody realize that nobody knows that Ajax's name is Francis? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Next up, Mr. Willem Dafoe. I was a firefly! What is Willem oh Dafoe my. known for? You will get 
one of these movies. Because it should be Spider-Man. Yes. I don't care which one. It should be one of them. It's Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, again, love the fact he came back as Green Goblin and still played. He did so much better as that Goblin than he did terrifying in Terrifying Goblin. Yeah. yeah. He is also known for At Attorney's Gate, where he played Vincent Van Gogh. No. The Florida Project and The Lighthouse, which is no. a crazy movie that it's you will Robert, never watch. It's Robert Pattinson with him. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw. Horror movie. Well, I guess not really horror movie, but yeah. Existential horror. Yeah. He's in there. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies in, in pre-production and post-production. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Speaking of John Wick. Yeah, he was in that as well. He's, yeah. I like, he was in, oh yeah. I was like, he's in Justice League? He was Volko. Yeah. Volko? Volko? Yes. From Aquaman. Yes. Aquaman. Um, yeah, I... Here's the thing. I like William Willem Dafoe. Yeah. He's a good actor. He is good. He's got... He, he's... He's got range. This is going to sound weird. He is the good version of Nicolas Cage. And as much as we like Nicolas Cage, because Nicolas Cage is a very, very talented actor, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage made some very bad decisions, whether or not in movie or in personal life, mm-hmm. which has turned him into the farce that he is nowadays, right? He's I, not a joke, but he's more like, you don't do a movie about yourself without being able to, without being able to poke, laugh at what you've become as a yourself. joke, right? But William, he, William Shatner, Patrick Stewart, they've all so got good. there, right? Yeah. But, like, Willem Dafoe is one of those actors who swings for the frickin' fences. He just hits it more often than Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. ever did, right? But I think Willem, Willem Dafoe, and like, Ouch. he has that, he can do seriousness to him. Terrifying. He can terrifying. be funny. He but can when be... he goes, like, when he goes full Nicolas Cage, Dafoe, yeah. like, you, that's, it's almost a staple. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see Goblin... You know you're going, like, when he goes full Defoe Goblin, it's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he just goes yeah. off the deep end. Well, it was one of the things we always gave Sam Raimi a hard time for, is you took one of the most facially expressive actors out there, and you put him in a hard shell mask. It's the like, one, yeah. <laughs> when we come to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the first one was great. Mm-hmm. It was it did launch. It's generally a good movie. It did launch, and the it's good. first one and second one are good movies. Second one is... Third one's a good movie. It just has a lot of problems. But the second one was Raimi's masterpiece, in my opinion. I love the second one. Doc- Raimi's masterpiece. Raimi's masterpiece. Not Evil Dead. Evil Dead is great. <laughs> okay. In terms of Spider-Man. Evil Dead is Evil Dead 2. So we're going that, Evil Dead Raimi's 2. That's masterpiece. Yes, okay, his so Raimi's that's masterpiece. Spider-Man masterpiece. Yes. Okay. In terms of the, I know. you think that movie is so great, Evil Dead Two? No, no, Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man We've had 2, this conversation. It's just Doc Ock was done so well. He was. The story was done so well. Again, Doc Ock was also done really, really well in Into the Spider Verse. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> Octavia. Yeah. Live. Live. Only, only my friends call me Live. Yeah. And then they have my that enemies whole... call me Doc Ock. Yeah. And then they have that whole um, Aunt May calling her Liz. Yeah. And they're like, wait a sec. <laughs> huh? Um, but yeah, I agree. Like, that's a, one of the problems with Spider Man. The first one is the costume design they chose for the Goblin 
doesn't fit. No. Like, it would but have I'm, been great to see him in a little bit more of a... I'm guessing that was a limitation of of practicality at the time. Um, just because, like, how do you... You couldn't do the same thing we're doing nowadays for Spider-Man and for Deadpool, where, like, the eyes don't exist. They're very expressive, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You couldn't really do that back then, which is why Spider-Man also takes his mask off every other second. Yeah. Right? So that you can see the actor's face. Well, it's mm-hmm. also why they, they just... Don't put him in a mask for yeah. um, the newest Spider-Man. Yeah, No Way Home. Right, but, you just yeah, he breaks it at the very beginning. Yeah. But like even even in those movies, like have you seen the behind the scenes shots of the Statue of Liberty fight? Where you know that that where the gob when the, when they're coming in, the mm-hmm. anima- the villains are coming in, and you see the three Spider-Man, and they all put their masks on, and then mm-hmm. they go off to do their own thing. They don't put masks on. No. It's all CG. They just move their hands and mimic putting a mask on and run off, right? Yeah. like, that's just what we can do nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, the, the faces can look way more expressive within a mask than they ever could. Like, the only real we went on a hard, hard face mask acting that I can always remember being excellent is um, V for Vendetta. Yeah, like he's... he did so good with that is, so little. That is just his right. voice. No, no, I know. Like... Yeah. And like, I'm not saying Willem Dafoe didn't with no. Goblin. It's just it. It's just so weird. But he does yeah. that such a good Goblin voice. Yeah. And but yeah, I agree. His expressions is what does it. Like, yeah. um, yeah. Anyways, I think it's you. Is it me? Uh... Paul Smacker. We went off on a really long tangent of that. <laughs> Who was your Rocco? Taylor Kitsch. Yes, it is you. Um, all right, so my FBI agent. As I said, there are bits I like about this character that I think work really well, and there are bits that I think you just need to. It doesn't work for our audience, our modern audience. So I think you just take take the the hatred out of the character. the hatred out of him. You can still keep like the quirkiness to him, but dial it back a bit. Um. I don't. I have no problem with the cross-dressing. I just don't know how well this gentleman will pull it off. I went with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to see him with like the long hair too, and I think Bradley Cooper is one of those good comedian actors, but does serious really well. Like he he can balance it really well, and I think just having him like walk in and take over a scene. Would work really good. I don't know how well he'd look in drag, but who knows? Who cares? <laughs> or you just change that scene. Yeah, you could just do that too. Yeah. But I think he, he's, yeah. He's got that energy of, like, coming in, and I could just see him doing that whole, like, scene analysis. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the opera, but still, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But then just having him be like, start to break down as you get further down this and then be like, are they doing wrong things? Do I like, I do kind of like that confession scene. Yeah, me too. Um, especially because it's Rocco holding the priest hostage and then, uh, Mm -hmm. Murphy, no Connor holding Rocco. And you're just like, it's a good, but yeah. But, um, I like that scene too. When I was watching it though, Mm -hmm. I was like, they should have just shot this straight from the top. With the three of them and had it one big long scene. 
Or they should have shot right. it out and just like cut it so you had the cross section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But yeah, would have been fun that way. Yeah. That's how I'm going to shoot it when I make this movie because yeah. I'm making it now. Okay, cool. Yeah, with Bradley Cooper. Nice. Yeah. Who you have? Um, I picked uh, David Oyelowo. I don't know how to say his last name properly. Um, he was in Selma. He played um, mm-hmm. uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. I don't know why I blanked on his name there for a second. Martin um, Luther. <laughs> uh, but he was also in the Star Wars Rebels as Agent Callus, which is where I've say, heard, seen him the most and heard him the most. Um, I just, I think he has that air of intelligence mm-hmm. about him. You know, that sounds weird, but I know like, certain actors can act really smart, right? And I think he's one of them, right? So... He played Prince Humperdinck in yes. the whole movie of The Princess Bride. I still have never seen that. I didn't know I haven't either. Yeah. I'm just looking it up. Uh, but yeah, I think he's been really good. I really liked him in The Cloverfield Paradox. I really liked him in a bunch of other things too. Like yeah. every time I, he shows up in something, I'm like, oh shit, I really like this actor. I didn't realize he was Agent Callus. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. I just said that. He was in Interstellar. Yeah. He was in Robot Chicken as Gandalf. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Uh, he is apparently um, mm. in the return of the Rocketeer as the Rocketeer. What? Rumored. Where Where do you see top this? of the list? Oh, I don't see the top of the list. Hold yeah. on, I gotta go to filmography. Yeah, Upcoming so. projects. The Return of the Rocketeer. It's a reboot sequel to Disney's nineteen. Maybe they listened to us. Although yeah. I had very different Rocketeer. Yeah. I had a female lead. So anyway, God, yes. I love the Rocketeer. Him. Cool. Okay. Murphy. Let us us talk about Norman Reedus. Murphy McManus. Murphy McManus, the younger brother of the McManus brothers. They were supposed to be twins, by the way. Yeah. That was in one of the deleted scenes with the mom. I could see that. Yeah. What is... You don't have The Walking Dead on there. He is known for The Walking Dead. And if he's not known for this movie, then that's He's also known for this movie and its sequel. What else is he known for? He's I'm known for another sequel. Another Directed se- by Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> A <laughs> the, sequel? The confusion on your face. Because all I can think of is Hellboy 2. No. He only directed the sequel. He did not direct the first one. Guillermo. Yes. Also has Ron Perlman in it, because of course it does. Is he it? No, little he's not little a... known actor named Wesley Snipes is also in it. Blade Two. Guillermo did Blade Two. Yes. Why do I not know this? <laughs> yes, he Ron did. Perlman was in Blade Two. Yes, he was one of the Vampire Squad. Okay. What and Norman? Norm, Norman Reedus was the Whistler character in that movie. He was the oh, guy making. Oh, and then that, that betrayed he, who him. He betrayed him, and yeah, he's like, "I knew yeah. you were, knew you were a traitor this whole time." So, Blade. Yeah. Can't wait for the new one. I didn't actually mind Blade Two. I know people talk about it as like the worst one. Actually, the third one is the worst one. But the third I one think, had Ryan Reynolds. I think all of them are good movies. And like, I know the third one has its problems with Snipes being just mm-hmm. an asshole on set. Um. But I like it because of Ryan and Patton Oswalt and mm-hmm. Jessica Biel. Like I think they do a really good job in that movie. I I I like them. I like. I think they were always a good. 
I won't say intro. They were a good attempt at, at doing the Blade character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm fascinated to see where we go with the new Blade. Yeah. I am... Um, while we're on Norman Reedus, I also really did like his Sam Porter Bridges from Death Stranding. Oh, you yeah. know, it was a video game, but I think he did a really good job in that. Yeah, but video games are sometimes... Yeah. I mean, not harder for the actor, but then, again, he probably did a lot of the mo- mocap for he it. He did all the mocap for it. Because it's basically him playing... Like, It's one of the things I really like about how video games have evolved is, like, nowadays actors are those characters like they're acting mm-hmm. a video game character yeah um instead the, of just a voice we were talking about metal gear the other day but even the quiet character is based off of that actress like, yeah. Th- yeah she probably didn't dress up like that on set but definitely didn't but yeah. but even, that even in... with that um solid snake wasn't Kiefer sutherland no on set it was just but, his voice it was somebody else um, doing the mocap for it because I've often seen them shooting the mocap for uh, Destiny 2 when, um, not when Kate dies, but when they're having that conversation mm-hmm. and it's him and the Guardian walking and it's like them doing it. Yeah. Right? I, I particularly it always like... Billion, but... W- watching the behind the scenes of like The Last of Us and Last mm-hmm. of Us 2, watching Troy Baker and uh, Ashley Johnson or... Um, do not remember the name of his the person who played his daughter watching them act out that scene where she dies mm-hmm. is just as heart-wrenching even in ping pong ball suits as it is in the <laughs> as it is in the game yeah. and it's just be, it's a testament to how good they were and how mm-hmm. good they can translate that acting now into a video game i love so. the last of us too so do I. we've talked about that i know okay who is your murph is it my murph it's my murph it's your murph Murph. Speaking of Umbrella Academy, oh, I picked notable Irishman oh. Robert Sheehan. Oh, okay, yeah, I know he is like cracky looking mm. for that show, but Norman didn't wasn't bulked out or anything like that, and he neither was neither of them were. Hmm? Neither of them were bulked out. No, in this. no, no, and he was clearly like the the smaller and quote-unquote weaker of the two mm-hmm. that's why he was like okay now he has to do this himself type of thing in the fights and stuff yeah um but yeah i i don't see why you know he can't be wiry mm-hmm. right like look at um i went pretty wirely uh brad pitt in the fight club like that man you would never say that man isn't built even though he does not look like chris hemsworth <laughs> right mm-hmm. he doesn't he's a skinny man who is just like shredded. Yeah. Right. And I think if you gave Robert Sheehan some time and some money, he would do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Robert Sheehan. Robert also, he's Sheen. funny. He's hilarious. So, I loved his character. Yeah. I loved his arc he had in, in the third one, too. Yeah. And As this literally little... when he's in his like own world, and he's yeah. like, ah, I've been here like 73 times. <laughs> You've died <laughs> 73 times. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, welcome anyway. to my domain. <laughs> okay. He is great. Um, Who do you have? So, again, I went for somebody that I think is a little wirely of a character or looking. Not that typical buffed up guy, but like, why not? I went Charlie Heaton. Um, most notably, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. People know him from um, as the older brother. 
can't remember which what their names were, but buyers, yeah. the buyers, Jonathan buyers. Yeah, sorry, eating something. That's fine. But like that's kind of the thing. He 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 to me has that kind of Norman Reedus look to him, hmm? like the scruffy up hair and all that. And I think you could have him just play this very similar type character where he's just like, because again. The idea is, like, they don't really look like they're super professional. No. And they kind of, like, are messing around, but then they are really good at what they're doing. So, yeah. Oh, Mr. Charlie Heaton. So, yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. Um, he is part Irish, actually. Charlie Heaton? No. Norman Reedus. Because we gave, we gave him a hard time for the Irish accent. You were giving him a hard time. Norman was Reedus making... was born in Hollywood, Florida. Mm. Um, to Marine and Norman Reedus, so mm-hmm. that he's Norman. He's Norman the second. Yeah. Um, he is Italian, English, Scottish, and Irish. <laughs> yeah, mm, that's good. Well, Charlie Heaton's British, so close enough. Yeah, just don't say that to them. Okay, I'm mad at you. Sean Patrick Flannery. Sean Patrick Flannery. Who was born in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I think that's what L.A. means. Uh, raised in a small town outside of Houston, mm-hmm. Texas. So he is not Irish at all. What is he known for? No idea. He's known for these two movies. Something called Suicide Kings and Powder. He was Powder? <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> it's been a very long time since I've seen Powder. Holy shit he was powder that is weird (laughs) for those of you who don't know what powder is because it came out forever ago in the 90s uh in 95 it is about an albino who is actually electricity or something it's kind of weird he had like some weird powers to him yeah um but yeah he's on a, like a completely hairless albino. This is why I did not recognize him. But the movie also has Mary Steenberger mm. and Jeff Goldblum in it. Like it's a hold on, fairly hold on, hold on. stacked film. Okay. <clears throat> An off-the-charts genius who is homeschooled and shunned after his re- last relative dies shows the unconscious residents of his town about connection, awareness, and the generosity of the spirit. Yeah. But he's also albino. <laughs> anyway. Who is your... Connor. Okay. Um, this one, I literally had to... <laughs> I had to find an Irish actor. Okay. I, I didn't. I went with I British. Did. I just found an Irish actor. So I went with Mr. Patrick Gibson. Okay. Um, he was in the OA, Gorilla, What Richard Did, um, Love, or The White Princess. Um, he was in Shadow and Bones most recently in 2022. Yeah. Um, he's been in the Spanish print. He was in Tolkien as Robert Gilson. Okay. Um, I have not seen him in anything, but he has this Irish look to him. He does. And it says he's an Irish actor. And so I, I just, I don't know. I just threw in somebody cause I didn't think I didn't want A-listers in the star role. Yeah. And give somebody who's actually Irish to play a bit of an Irishman. Instead of a Texan? Instead of a Texan. <laughs> so. Yeah. Patrick Gibson. Okay. I um, Whether he's good or not, I don't know. But who cares? I. What'd you do? 
Daniel Radcliffe? Pigeonhole the person. Oh. Who'd you pigeonhole? Uh, and um, I picked Charlie Cox. <laughs> but mostly because he doesn't get to do the funny when he plays Daredevil. Um, There's a couple lines, but he doesn't get to... No, he doesn't... He doesn't... Not when he plays Daredevil. When he plays Matt, he does. Yeah. But... They're the same person. No, you're not. They're the same person. <laughs> That's like saying Batman and Bruce Wayne are the same person. They're the same person. They are not the same person. Are, are Hulk and Bruce Banner the same person? Yes. No! Yeah. <laughs> God. Anyway, Charlie is amazing. He's really good at the action. He's really good at acting. Um, he is of Irish descent, but he's from London. Hmm. Um but yeah, it was more just for to give the to give the the movie the action chops that I wanted to have. Um, so, and again, he was so good and charming in Stardust, and we don't get to see that from him nowadays because of his Daredevil turn, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong, and I kind of hope that when. It comes back in two years hmm. for those 18 episodes that Disney Plus is promising us that it'll be more of their version of him. Well, they did talk about... Which will be funnier and yeah. more charming and all that stuff. But they, they did talk about the fact that it's not it's not sequels. No. Like, it's not Daredevil Season 4 is, I think, what even Charlie Cox said. He's like, it's not yeah. Daredevil Season 4. It's, it's a new Daredevil. It's born again and... I don't know. I, I just I would love if they would do the whole him walking around as Matt Murdock with a shirt that says I am not Daredevil. <laughs> I would love if they do that at yeah. some point. Yeah. Well, they, they did that in the comics, right? Yeah. Because so. he got found out. and then Or people thought it was him and it's like, yeah. I am blind. <laughs> I like, do always that, love... Like as much as that, like, that as, a, as a plot device is kind of like, because he's not a blind actor. Yeah. But like, he does really well with it. No, not that, but like, how? Why would you ever suspect blind a blind man. man to be a superhero? Not that they're not capable, but like the what he does, like <laughs> it's so out there. Like if you like, if, I would look at anybody like they were crazy if they told me that. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my favorite comic shots. I see it a lot. It pops up on things, but it's always um, Steve Rogers is going after Daredevil, and he's like. It's like Matt, you're coming. I gotta take you in. You've broken the law, and he just says, and he's jumped off a building. He's like, objection! And somebody underneath is like, you can't just object to the law, Matt. And it's like, he's a lawyer. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. yeah. I love Charlie Cox. I think it's great. So, hmm? yeah, that was um, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints. All play. Saints Day. Yeah. That's the next one. <laughs> I was trying to think of a bad title for the third one. Uh, they do have a third one in the works. Yeah. Uh, what was it called? Hold on. I'll look it up. The Saints Come Marching In. <laughs> oh. oh, it's just called Boondock Saints 3. Yeah. But with like a Roman numeral 3. Ooh. Plot under wraps. Ooh. The only two people attached to it are Sean Patrick Fannery, Norma Reedus, and Troy Duffy. And... Sean Patrick Flannery is helping write it. Oh. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. I think this would make a really good video game. Mm, I've yeah. thought that for years. But, like, imagine... Did you ever play Shadow of Mordor? Uh, no, but I 
seen a bunch about it. So that thing is called a nemesis system where like if you killed an underling, like an orc underling, as then, you know, other people would move up and mm-hmm. it had this dynamic system of like changing changing the hierarchy of how the orc armies worked, like mm-hmm. generals and stuff like that. Like if you killed a top lieutenant, people below him would level up and move up into that spot because they get promoted and stuff like that. Right. So you're constantly like creating your own enemies and like some of them would come back and like if you cut off their arm in the combat, they'd come back as like and they had all these like rustling like um, openers where they'd come back and like the music would raise and they'd be chanting their names and it's like yeah, it was really fun and it was a great system that they have never used again and it pisses everybody off who likes video games because like it'd be good for Batman mm-hmm. and it would be good for someone like this. Like imagine like there's three factions, you know, Italian, Irish, Russian in this city and you had to take them down systematically and like all the old like dynamically things huh. change and stuff like that. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just me. I, it, I like playing things to video games. Get out there. Make make the video game. No, I'm too old for that shit. Anyway, where can they find us? You guys can find us on Twitter somewhat. Sometimes I don't know if that happens anymore. Um, you can also find us here on most podcast services. So, Chris, where can they find you? Find me on Etsy at the Canuck Comic Guy store, as well as on Instagram under the same title. Yeah. Okay. One more movie. One, One more movie this month. Gang-related movie. And then we move on to Halloween. Halloween. It's best o- time of the year. Oktoberfest. It's a great time of the year. We're going to do spooky beer movies. What? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Halloween and Oktoberfest. We're going to do oh. spooky beer movies. <laughs> Movies about spooky beer. <laughs> this beer is haunted. Woo! I'm sure if we googled spooky beer movies, there'd be something. <laughs> anyway, well, well, end us off. Yeah. All right. Well, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch The Untouchables. <laughs>